It's like, at, at what point does mainstream media get canceled? <laughs> like, at what point does, whenever you turn on the TV, do they just have like this bar at the bottom, a ticker bar saying all information you see is uh, is misinformation? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Everyone is Cancelled, episode 54. Today we are covering a couple of things. I have my good brother in arms, Andrew Sanders, the respiratory therapist out of Southern California. Hey, what's up? And Sir Captain John Morgan from over the seas. When did I become, when did I gain my knighthood? I just fucking knighted you, bro. <laughs> I guess I guess you can you can actually buy a one foot square piece of property in Scotland so that you can become a knight. Wow, that's a thing. Kind of like buying a star. Yeah, I think I've heard I think of it's that. just a way for for uh, Scotland to raise money. But anyway, Scotland as an aside. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. So today we are covering uh, a COVID update. Omicron. With uh, Andrew Sanders, since he's worked in the ICU, in the front lines of COVID, he's a respiratory therapist, that's his deal. And we are covering the Spotify controversy, which has been developing. John and I were talking about that and kind of waiting for it to develop. And it turns out now the White House itself, even though they're incoherent in their request, they're actually trying to cancel Joe Rogan, the White House. So... Just to get this out of the way, since we are talking about so-called alleged infectious diseases, allegedly, fictionally, this show is alleged and fictional. It's not real. It's just for fun. It's an oral artistic dance. If you don't know what oral means, ask your mother. Ask your doctor <laughs> for advice. Don't listen to us. Obey the laws in your country. And if your doctor approves, go fuck yourself. Getting into <laughs> getting into the night. Oh, my land. <laughs> Hopefully your doctor will help you with that. Now, that's not a doctor. <laughs> it's a proctologist. <laughs> if both of their hands are in your shoulders, there's a problem. Now listen. <laughs> I was thinking about saying that joke. You beat me to it. Hey, you get that out of there. <laughs> What do you think? Am I healthy, Doc? I don't know, but I sure do feel good right now. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to teach you. You know what? We're getting out of hand. Listen, this is serious business. So, Andrew, you've been working Omicron, and uh, you've been on the front lines in Southern California, and it seems like there's a new variant out every other week. I'm curious on an update on that, and uh, it's kind of a two-part question. We can go over that. But first, how are things going? People seem to be getting really tired of this shit. And two, where do you see it going? It seems like an endless thing. Where do you see this going based on a few variants having been out by now? Yeah, man. Well, it's going... Um, seems like it's going a little bit better than it was. But uh, yeah, like this last spike in cases we had seems to be tapering back down but yeah it's pretty much whenever there's any major gathering uh like holidays or 
uh, yeah, mainly holidays and whatnot. Like the last spike we just saw was the one that hit after Christmas. And it seems like as far as Omicron goes, uh, that one hasn't been as the, the symptoms haven't been quite as bad as some of the others. It seems like, but Mm. It seems like it's spreading really fast. Like a lot of people got it, but a uh, decent amount of them didn't really end up having, you know, that severe of symptoms. So. Interesting. But yeah, we still saw a lot of hospitalizations. Uh, mm-hmm. And we saw some people recover. It, it seemed like younger people were getting this Omicron one too and having a bad reaction to it, a, a few of them at least. But On average, would you uh, say more patients are... A little bit overweight or maybe have diabetes is that sort of a common trend you see in those who get it really severely yeah that's just what that's still what we're seeing like diabetics and yeah hypertension a lot of times they have high blood pressure it seems like those are the ones that end up in the icu um then mm. a lot of people cycle through the er they've been putting me in the er a few times uh last hmm. few weeks and uh yeah there's there's still a decent amount of COVID patients that cycle through there. They get tested. We check their oxygen saturation, and most of them just end up able to go home. But, Very good. Even the ones who have diabetes yeah. and uh, heart disease, high blood pressure. Some of them, yeah. Wow. That's that's yep. saying a lot as far as how bad this is goes. So it sounds like this whole – you know, I, I really see people – like Theodore Roosevelt is a great example of how we should see this whole thing. Uh, you can either look at this as, woe is me, why do I have to deal with this, I can't leave my house, cry about people not wearing masks. Or in my mind, someone like Theodore Roosevelt would see this and say, this is such a blessing to us. This is an opportunity that shows our Achilles heel. We are all unhealthy. The problem is not this alleged man-made virus that China decided to make, whether on purpose or not even though evidence is showing that it was made in their lab. This is a blessing to us. The problem is not the virus. The problem is all of you fuckers are unhealthy. You're living off of McDonald's. You're overweight. You're diabetic. You don't exercise. You're not getting enough sunlight. And the beautiful thing about that is your health is truly in your hands. Go outside. Go for a walk. Pick things up and put them down. And I could see someone like him saying that this is a blessing to us, that we are able to see our opportunity to become better as a nation. We have been shown our weakness, and this is such an opportunity and a motivation to become better. That's what it sounds like to me. Would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a pretty good uh, assessment there, for sure. A lot of people, I'm, I, of course, there's some like health issues that we have that are out of, that's out of our control, but for the most part, yes. I mean, a lot of these people, Diabetes, it's usually the type 2 diabetics that show up, which that's that's on you pretty much. Yep. Uh, that's something that you need to control. And hypertension as well, a lot of times that's that's just... Uh, Closely linked health, with diabetes. Kind of right. They kind of go hand in yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah. Being metabolically broken is kind of how they put it nowadays. You know, being insulin resistant, having your hormones out mm-hmm. of whack. Uh, this new thing where all of... Young men's testosterone is completely depleted from microplastics, glyphosate, things like that. Uh, we're in a hormone epidemic as well. And you'll, you can get heart disease from uh, allegedly low testosterone just on its own without diabetes. 
So this has been a wake-up call. Thankfully, people like Joe Rogan, Andrew Huberman, Dr. Paul Saladino, Dr. Sean Baker, uh, a lot of these, uh, let's say, uh, experienced members of the fitness community and health community uh, are starting to put good information out on hormonal health. You could be overweight and you could be working hard because you have a thyroid issue. You know, your thyroid hormones are off. Your T4 is, your T4 is low. Uh, thyroxine is the most prescribed thyroid medication in existence. Uh, one of the most prescribed medications, period. You could be overweight because your estrogen is high and your testosterone is low and you work and work and nothing happens. So get your hormones checked, get some sunlight, check your blood sugar. It's very easy to do is what it sounds like I'm hearing from that. Yeah, because, yeah, the people that we see who who get it and and have a, a bad outcome are, a lot of them are the diabetics and the hypertensive. Uh, there are some occasional cases where these people are like super healthy and outliers for some reason they get hit hard too yeah we're like really this guy's like in his 30s or whatever and he works out a lot and like so there is like a genetic factor too where people people's bodies just have a bad reaction to this virus i think it's like an overcompensation thing where their body fights too hard back against it causes all that inflammation the Mm. cytokine storm and all that so but. that seems to be an issue with everything. You can eat a peanut and die. You People in their 20s died from the flu before COVID came out. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a certain genetic variability there, unfortunately. Uh, but such is life. Um, yep. But then again, you know, if they get it really bad, there are treatments out there, which we're going to get into, that Joe Rogan has put into the spotlight. Like, hey, even if you get it, you're in a bad spot. There's treatments out there. Ivermectin, things like that. And the media seems to be having a hard-on in taking medicine away from people. Medicines that have helped. Medicines that have won uh, Nobel Prizes for human use. And they call it horse medication. It's just inaccurate and wrong. And so Joe Rogan has uh, some of the most experienced doctors in the field come onto his show. And... They, they want to cancel him for that. They want to cancel him for going outside of the narrative. So before we get into that, where do you see this going, Andrew? New York City, actually New York State, the governor, uh, just reversed the mask mandate. And they're no longer yeah, required it's... to wear masks. It's starting to go that way. Is that where you see things going, relaxed uh, ordinances, because people are getting tired of it? Maybe. It seems like we're just uh, going back and forth at this point with the lift uh, lift mandates and then everybody gets it again and then they reinstate things so uh but uh i feel like i don't know as as this thing keeps going hopefully the variants become less they they might become more um transmissible like more contagious but mm-hmm. hopefully less less uh, severe as far as symptoms go it seems like that happens with a lot of viruses because they'll find like a happy medium where they're not killing all the their hosts, but uh, they can continue to spread. There'll, mm. there'll be these variants that come out that that keep the virus going pretty much because hmm. I think we've mentioned in previous episodes like coronavirus has been around for a long time. Right. That's your common cold. This is just a bad variant of it and it seems like this Omicron and hopefully other weaker variants will will take over these 
these uh, more harsh ones. So, but yeah, it's probably gonna end up being like your yearly bullcrap, like your your flu and cold stuff that's always gonna be around. Right on, and it it, it kind of makes it uh, leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you realize that there's been a huge wealth transfer from the middle class, what was left of the middle class to the upper class over a cult, a huge power transfer from the middle class, what was left of the middle class to the upper class over a cult and a huge psychological uh, beatening and torment over a cult, living in fear over a cult and the survival rates, you know, when I would try to look up simple survival rates, because I knew there was about 99%, it was so hard to get to that information because it was hidden. It was against the narrative. So Joe Rogan brings this up. He starts showing the facts, bringing people on. He had Dr. Sanjay Gupta on of CNN. He had differing opinions on, and he would ask him honest questions. Joe Rogan is the first to tell you that, hey, I'm an idiot, don't listen to me. But he enjoys having people on who he himself will say is basically smarter than him. And a lot of people respect him for that. So he has some of the foremost experts of the world on COVID, heart disease in general, people who lead research papers, uh, very accomplished doctors. And he puts out facts. He himself got over COVID within days. And he's around 50 years old, maybe a little over 50. So he got over it within days. And... The media attacked him for that. There's even side-by-side filters where CNN or whoever, allegedly fictional show, will post uh, video clips of this guy and put on a filter that makes him look sick. And Joe Rogan posts these side-by-sides like, hey, this is the actual video. This is what they did to my video. They take it out of context and they put on a filter that makes him look pale and sick. It's disgusting. If you have the truth on your side, you don't need to lie to get it across. Joe Rogan, he uses the truth. He doesn't put filters on. And I can't believe people are still listening to these news networks that lie so blatantly to our faces. And now the White House itself is trying to say, hey, Joe Rogan doesn't have the right to speak. Joe Rogan doesn't have uh, the Constitution, which we are supposed to defend, behind him. So that's why I brought you two on to talk about it. Uh, John, you've been a little quiet over there. I want to get your take on this whole thing. Why don't you open this up for us? Yeah, sure. Um I haven't been listening to Joe for a long time, um, but maybe a, about a year on and off. I've probably listened um, in total, like complete all the way through to about a dozen episodes. So I, while I'm not an expert on Joe Rogan, I have a pretty good feel for um, his personality and where he'll go and where he won't go, um, where you know where he stands on certain things at this time and. And he has always been in pursuit of the truth. So regardless of, of who his, uh, you know, what stance, what political stance, what religious stance, um, you know, what, uh, what cultural stance his, uh, the person he has on, he's, he's just looking for the truth and he'll, will question them, um, based on what he thinks is true. And, He'll allow uh, himself to be corrected, um, and what what the nice thing about the the episodes are is that when you know when he inquires about these things, and the people answer them to the best of their knowledge, and he brings on people who have um, legit expertise in their field. 
Right. And that goes without saying. You can fact check it, right? So like Dr. Robert Malone, like they say he claims these things. We, it's easy to listen to what he said and then fact check it, right? I mean, you can do that. And then you, right. you just can't make a claim against his claim. No, go out and find the truth. If you don't like the truth, that's fine. You know, you don't have to like the truth. There's a lot of people who don't like truth out there because it's in conflict with what they believe. Um, and pray you that that includes myself, right? There, there are some things out there that are true that, that I find I don't really like, but it is what it is, right? Right. So what he does is he – and then he allows um, public – discourse on it right he will he will go out and he will listen to what people have to say about about that episode um that you know it's not like he he had you know it's not like he provides an interview and that's the end and there's no discussion right he's already said that he is going to look for people you know with a with an opposing view of dr robert malone to have on his show it's it's he's not he's not pushing an agenda. I mean everybody has an agenda, but he's been really clear that he's not using his show to push an agenda. He's using his show to give people who have an expertise in their field a platform um, to talk about what they know, which is like walking on a razor's edge. It's harder to do than it sounds. Well, it's wicked hard to do um, because. I mean, you look at any conversation. Most of the conversations I have with people just end up, you know, in a thousand rabbit trails. Right. And um, and so it's difficult to stay on task, but he, he does a really good job. It's uh, an art. It's an art form at this point, and and he's very experienced in it. And it, it it's incredible that they could criticize him when he's putting su- such good in the world. You know, he he acknowledges his faults. He knows he's not perfect, and there's some. Right. They're taking things he said out of context when I think he should be winning a Nobel Prize because the the media right. is leading us so far away from the truth, and he really gets in there. He 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 will bring yeah. on someone that contradicts a lot of his opinions or the last doctor he had on, and he'll confront them, yeah. and he has courage and honesty and humility, and he'll come on and say, hey, I said something last episode that was wrong. I want to put it out there, and this is the truth of it. And uh, I apologize. And he'll, he will apologize. And that <laughs> is far right. more than I've ever seen any news network do. Right. Um, and, you know, and as far as like, as far as Dr. Robert Malone goes, um, I, I respectfully refuse to have a discussion about it with anybody who hasn't listened to the whole episode. Because what he says on the video, he never says the, that the vaccine doesn't work. What he says is that the problems with the vaccine refuse to be discussed. And all that the mainstream media did was prove that that's true. Because he mentioned some things, right. some some real problems with, uh, with the vaccine. Mm. And instantaneously, it wasn't a discussion. It was, boom, cancel him. Get him out. He's speaking misinformation. It's sick. It's, like, it's dark it's like, and it's sick. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't that the mainstream media came back and said, "Look, we investigated this, and this is inaccurate, and here's why." Right. 
No, they said no. This is misinformation. <laughs> you can't just you, you can't just label it misinformation because you don't agree with it. And it doesn't it doesn't further your agenda. Like I, I well put. And and I, I honestly at this point in time I could really care less if the vaccine efficacy is above fifty percent. I just don't care because I'm so tired of 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 people claiming that that this thing is like some kind of magical snake oil with no side effects whatsoever. It's well, like if you black say white, that right? there, that there's an issue with it, you are instantaneously a black sheep. Um, you're racist. Uh, you're a bigot. A misogynist. Uh, you cannot have a conversation. Right. So, are you suggesting that we take horse dewormers, John? You know what? <laughs> if it keeps me from dying, yeah, it keeps your hair nice. Idea. Your mane looks great. Um, yeah, moisturized. You can run fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so stupid, though. Like the way they all went after him. I was watching like a compilation of all these. Uh, News anchors just basically regurgitating the same crap about the the horse dewormers, well, and it's not just it's not just that, right? It's like that's exactly what they they did. They went back through all seventeen hundred episodes to look for something that they could stick him with, and like like way back, um, they found there was a probably a period of time, and I, I didn't I I didn't do any research on this mostly because. Um, I've heard Joe talk about it before um, and his use of the N-word. Like, mm. well, he said it. Well, you took it out of context of what he said, right? When you're yeah. having a conversation about whether or not it's appropriate for rappers to use it in their music or whether or not, like, it's become culturally okay for for one um for one part of uh, our society to use it and not okay for other people to use it. Look. As far as the Constitution is concerned, I support Joe Rogan's right to use that word. I may not agree with it, but he should be able to say it. Just as much as I support any black person's um, right to use, to call me a cracker. It's not right. It's wrong. It's, it's racist and judgmental. But that's, that's part of free speech. Like You have to have a conversation about that. Right. It's like, dude, why would you say that? Like, what is behind your use of that language? Right. Not not cancel him. Like, you don't even even uh, MLK. He's like, you don't beat hate with hate. Right. I Man, it's such a deep topic, you know. I think it's important. You know, Joe Rogan came out and he said he saw this compilation. And I believe he said sometimes he was quoting Richard Pryor. The fact that he was using it in a context where he felt... In his mind, it was appropriate to use. And he says now he hasn't used the word in years. And when he watched this clip, he he was even telling himself, dude, stop saying it. Just stop saying it. You know? And he acknowledged, right. yeah, there's really no there's no place to use it at all. And I agree with that. I, I agree with that. But he's an American. And, you know, it, whenever you create a situation, and this is going to be controversial, but this is what the premise of freedom is. Whenever you create a situation where... Uh, the way a certain group is born has the right to do something that the way somebody mm. else is born does not have the right to do. That is inherently racism at its core. 
You didn't choose to be born that way. So when you were born with less or more rights, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. In my opinion, using my free speech, and I could be wrong, I don't feel I am. Anytime a group is born with certain rights that another group is born without creates racism and hatred, no matter the situation. You don't heal racism with racism. So to say that you have this right based on racism is feeding hate with hate. Martin Luther King was vehemently against that, uh, feeding hate with hate. So it needs right. to be an even, play, an even playing field on all fronts. And we are all sinners. Right. We are all going to do right and wrong to varying degrees. So I, I, I agree with uh, the fact that uh, racism isn't beaten with racism. And I'm glad Joe Rogan apologized. I don't think it's appropriate to use that word, and I don't think it's appropriate to use a lot of words. Yeah, right. And he took all 70 episodes down. Wow. Yeah, I heard about 70 that. episodes. Wow. Yeah. It was originally thought that the Spotify CEO, um, Eck, took him down, but no, Joe, Joe took him down. So, What was in those 70 episodes? Like all, I were think, all seventy of them. Well, it's it's presumed that those episodes were the episodes in which he used the word. Oh, okay. So, hmm. I'm guessing. I I don't know. I couldn't find any any uh, clear indication of it, but I'm guessing um, those were episodes where, at the very least, he felt that he had crossed the line in some way, shape, or form. Right. Right. Were you going to say something there? Andrew? Uh, I was going to say you're going to have to censor and remove all your episodes now. At least <laughs> you know, it's funny you <laughs> say a that. portion of them, man. It's funny you say that because I was just thinking that the second you put yourself out in public, anything you say can be taken out of context. So you might as well not censor yourself. Oh, yeah. You might as well stick with your gut because if there's anyone that's going to defend you, it's the people that appreciate you being genuine. If you walk in between, my father always said, you never want to be caught in the middle. You want to be, you, you want to be on one side or the other, you know. Um, and he's not talking about right or wrong. He's just saying you don't want to be caught with nobody getting your back. You you know you you want to right. really know where you stand is what he was saying. So when you toe that line where you're kind of trying to talk about truth, but you're also kind of trying to be politically correct, and I've walked that line. I know it inherently, and it takes effort to get out of that. We're trained to do that more on the PC side these days, um, right. you might as well just fucking be genuine because it doesn't matter in 100 years. We're all going to die. These people aren't going to be following you after your death. They have no power over you. You might as well stick to what's true in your heart. And if you're trying to be a good person, if you're trying to do what's right in God's eyes, whoever you see God to be, I don't care. That's not my problem. You try to do what is right in God's eyes, which is what I tried to do. Uh, you, you know, I think that good will come out of you. I don't think we created that good, but I think if you're trying hard, if you're responsible for what you do wrong, right? If you're like, man, I, I messed up. I'm going to try to do better there. And if you are able to acknowledge your own faults and you, you really have good in your heart, at least you you want to, then I think that's the most you can do in, in, in regards yeah. to public appearances and putting a podcast out of YouTube, whatever it is, you know? But yeah, if you I just think, think you're right about everything, you're going you're gonna to create a shitstorm. Right. Well, I think one of the problems our society has in spades is, you know, as a whole, we have lost the ability to forgive each other. Hmm. Like, it, 
Like somehow, you know, when somebody makes a mistake, it's like, you know, oh my word, I can't believe that person. Well, look in the mirror, my friend. You know, they say churches are full of hypocrites. Well, guess what? There's always room for more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for content creators nowadays because, like, uh, a lot of them, I mean, you gotta, you also, (laughs) some of these guys, though, have, like, reached a level where they're seemingly uncancelable, which is uh, pretty impressive. Like, uh, they keep trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. It's it's money, right? Yeah. It's, I don't know. He's been super vocal about all kinds of issues and. People, people who like are but at some point you have enough of a following where exactly yeah people who are uncancelable have 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 enough resources that they don't care yes right so you you can go ahead and try and cancel Dave Chappelle but you're you're not going to hurt him by canceling him and there's always going to be some some platform, like a new platform, like the next Netflix or the next Hulu or the next Spotify. They're going to be looking to establish an immediate audience that will put him on the air. Yes, that's such a good point. TikTok was like that. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about this White House deal? Uh, who wants to open this <laughs> up about that? John, I feel like well, I don't won. know anything about it, so you guys have at it. <laughs> yeah, John, why don't you take that one up? Well, which White House deal? The one where they, uh, um, you know, uh, Saki said, you know, weighed in on the Spotify, or the one where they want to hand out uh, free drug paraphernalia. <laughs> Let's cover Ooh. Joe Rogan, how the White House is stepping in to, to basically take away the f- yeah, right. freedom of speech of their own American. Well, she said, yeah, she said in a, in a press conference that, you know, Spotify putting up uh, disclaimers about COVID misinformation and, you know, well, for starters, you know, how are they going to identify COVID misinformation? So is it, is it just when seemingly conservative platforms talk about covid that has to get a covid misinformation label or is it everybody who talks about covid has to get a covid misinformation label or a disclaimer i mean right. it doesn't, I it doesn't seen make those sense on cnn once have you guys ever seen no any? exactly <laughs> no that's exactly i've never seen one i've never seen a covid disclaimer on any liberal post ever period yeah no um so there's that but she also said that um, you know, the, the White House hopes that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19. And that certainly includes Spotify. What about um, them? What about the White House? Because well, how many kinda, things have they gotten that's, wrong? That's kind of the pot calling the kettle black, right? Because right. I remember during the election cycle where Joe Biden said that not only did Trump not have a plan, but that he had a plan, right? That, that if he was elected into office, he could, he could fix this COVID problem because he had a plan. What was that plan? 
to run out of rapid tests or, you know, stand behind the CDC, which flip-flopped on every issue like four times, or to promote a, uh, you know, uh, the uh, government doctor who also flip-flopped on every issue. Um, I, it's just and Seemingly now to the issue, point yeah. where where Fauci has been caught red-handed about discouraging, like in in a quote-unquote conspiracy with other um, media platforms to discourage information on COVID coming from a lab. It's like at, at what point does mainstream media get canceled? <laughs> like at what point does whenever you turn on the TV do they just have like this bar at the bottom a ticker bar saying all information you see is uh, is misinformation right I think it's good we're being pushed I am so glad that the White House showed their hand and you know it's going to take an immense amount of pressure until Americans wake up and fight back against it you know we can put up with things that don't uh, contradict our own lifestyles that don't harm our very lifestyles and as they get as they inch closer and closer to breaching our ways of life the better it is for us to wake up you know it's going to take this immense pressure it's going to take them showing their hands it's going to take them trying to censor us all the people we love uh, uh, to to really wake us up and with this Joe Rogan ordeal all of these comedians like uh, Tom Segura uh, Dave Chappelle, just in general, there's been a huge um, awakening and people coming out and saying kind of like hashtag, I stand with Joe Rogan. You know, we are imperfect, but I stand with freedom. And they're starting to paint that line where it's like, you either stand with freedom or you don't. And if you don't, look at the millions and millions of people who have died in communist countries because of the taking away of their freedoms. J- uh, JP Sears. I love that guy. He made a, an anti-gun video a few years ago, and he, he admittedly uh, used like a country accent to make him seem stupid. And he came out and said recently in a video, hey, I was wrong. And this is why I was wrong about guns. And this is why I know guns and the Second Amendment are so important, because the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, protects all of the other amendments. And the First Amendment is the freedom right. of speech. And they say when the First Amendment doesn't work, that's what the Second Amendment is for. And um, he came out and said, listen, I was wrong, and we need to acknowledge when we're wrong. And I used this country right-wing accent to make people seem stupid. And I didn't create it, but I emphasized it. And this is why I was wrong. And he's been hanging out with Tim Kennedy and being educated. And I think it's really powerful when people can come out and acknowledge their own mistakes and forgive themselves. Hmm. Yeah, self-reflection is is huge. I mean, if you can't step back and um and it one of the things I see and experience uh, a lot of the time and and I'm and I'm guilty of this too is that uh you know, a, a conversation about something quickly becomes an argument. Right? So right. a conversation could uh, become a debate, but more often than not, you know, people use the term, well, my argument is, it's like, look, I'm not here to argue. I'm not going to argue. I don't believe what you think, but you should be able to defend 
what you think and why you think it. And that's a debate, not an argument. We shouldn't be arguing. Right. But we should, you know, be ready to defend what we think and why we think that way. And it, sh- and it should be civil discourse. But civil discourse has become more... They've removed civil discourse and put in place um, civil unrest, right? So instead of having a conversation about it, we're just going to find trigger words and put them in everywhere until everybody's riled up and angry about it, and then we get what we want because mob rule. Hacking our vocabularies is a scary thing going on right now. Yeah, it's only going to result in in the complete degradation of our society as we know it. I remember in the 1990s even, uh, not that long ago, when neighbors could have civil discourse, a conversation about politics and religion, and they they could do it happily. They weren't so ingrained in social media, which did not exist yet, where there was all these trigger words, these landmines in our own vocabularies that these 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 think tanks have created for these corporations to put into us and to hack us, so to speak. So you hear a word like freedom, you automatically think, oh, they're a, they're a Trump supporter. What? When did freedom in the Constitution be- make you a Trump supporter? There's something wrong there. Right. And automatically, they're your enemy because they use these two words, the Constitution and freedom. That, there's something seriously right. wrong there when you hate your own Constitution and you hate your own freedoms. So we have to get past this whole hacking of the brain. I don't care if you have to do a social media cleanse. Really ask yourself, why do you think the things you think, and did you put them there, and do you even believe them? And spend some time out in the wilderness with the quiet. Andrew, I want to know what you think about all of this. What do you think about these freedoms, uh, the right to speak, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, what's happening to Joe Rogan, the White House stepping in? What's your take on all that? Well, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that the Constitution is what makes us American. It's what makes our country what it is. And it's just slowly being diminished. You can't uh, exercise your own rights without people going full Karen mode on you or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, try and get you canceled or whatnot. Um, and you see that all over the place. You know, people get paranoid if you film them in public or whatever, you know. But there are certain rights that we have. You don't have to like it, but it is what makes... It's what makes us American, and it's. Uh, I feel like it's it's like a thin line <laughs> between uh, going to s- some situation where we have to give up our papers and you know give up our rights and our privacy. You know, like any place could be on the verge of that stuff, especially when you start trying to cancel people's speech and whatnot. So. That's why people are trying to stay vocal about this stuff, but it's getting harder and harder. Mm. Yeah. J.P. Sears um, pointed out in his video that uh, there's been a historical correlation with every time a government takes away the guns of its civilians, they kill millions of their own civilians. Over and over and over, this has happened. And he pointed out and he added them them up together. And over time, over the last 90 to 100 years, every time a government took away the, the guns of its civilians, people with guns taking away guns, right? Uh, tens of millions of people have died. Tens and tens of millions of people. Uh, and, 
And there's something to be said there. There's something to be said there. It's happened all over the world on every single continent, and it's real. So we have to be very careful yeah. about about that. And they, they've sort of ostracized those who say, if you don't like it, you can get the hell out of my country, our country. Well, there's truth there. I used to make fun of that myself. And what I realize now is that they're saying, if you hate it here, if you think it's so bad here, go live in Afghanistan where, where they do control your speech. Go live in China where they do control your speech and see how, how you like it there, right? If you want to worship your government, that's on you. You, you are not going to make me do that, you know, and that's what China is for. And they're having, if you want some context, they have a fucking concentration camp going on right now for the Igwar people. Okay, they're sterilizing people. They're treating humans like animals, worse than animals. So there's a reason America is the pinnacle of freedom. They, people want to treat America like they invented racism. No, America, racism and slavery has, has existed since mankind has existed. America was the first fucking nation ever. That abolished it not only for us, but for countries around the world. We stopped racism. We stopped slavery. Our own flesh and blood was sacrificed. Brothers killed brothers in the worst war we've ever had in our entire history to stop slavery. Right? We America is responsible for the creation of the internet. For those who don't know, the internet is the only thing that feeds information to unfree countries like China. And it could be used for evil, but the internet brought freedom to the world. America sacrificed its own blood to end slavery, okay? America has been the first to stop hatred in many ways. So to put them on this pedestal as the face of evil is purely China and Russia's doing. And you're believing propaganda of those who want you to be dead. I wonder how it'd go over if they uh, tried to do like a, a gun roundup here in America just take everybody's guns. That's a good question. Man. It would be a how, how would that go? <laughs> it would be a bloodbath. There, are you know, so there would many be some people owners, who so. would comply. I mean, it yeah. really would depend on. And I'm taking you seriously right now because people have, you know, people with uh, political sway have been suggesting that they that the government do just this. So they've tried mm -hmm. it in in you know in little um, pockets, little test groups. They'll have you know the gun buyback. Which yeah. I find completely um, a complete oxymoron because how can they buy something back that they didn't sell you in the first place? Anyway, yeah. Um, but they, you know, they they try they, they put out these little these little litmus tests for it just to see you know what the what the rate of return would be. Um, but it would if they want to take the guns, it would have to be a full military coup. It would be right. that's the only way it would happen. There, you're you're talking about. Um, there are some counties where every household has a firearm, and people are not going to give them up. There yeah. are a lot of unregistered guns out there, which you know is, it's terrifying to some to to, to the left. There are some people that actually think that having an unregistered firearm is one of the most horrific things on the face of the planet. Well, I'm sorry, but. What people own is none your business, right? If it's not illegal to own, it's none your business how much of it, it you have. They're not, you know, you don't track how much vitamin D I have in my house, right? Yeah. It's legal to own. 
I'm not tracking, you know, people, you're not getting tracked on how much marijuana you have in, in whatever, you know, in certain states it's legal to own. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of people firearms, view guns Firearms as, are the same way. Yeah, you know? they view them as like tools. Like you don't, you don't worry about how many right. screwdrivers I have in my garage or whatever. Well, what liberal media yeah, won't I mean, acknowledge is that gun violence is highest in areas with the most gun restriction. Guns are illegal to have in Chicago. And guess which city has the highest gun violence and murder rates in the entire Chicago, fucking country? Chicago has the strictest gun legislation in the in the United States. And it is the deadliest place to live. Well, they're suggesting it. Right? That's that's the first part. They're testing the waters. It. Yeah, you have to suggest it and see how much pushback you get. And then and then you go right up to the line where you start to see unrest and you back off. And then you wait. And things calm down. And then you push it farther. And you wait till they get upset and then you back off. And you wait. And before you know it, they've pushed you so far that there's no going back. And you've lo- and you've lost it, and and there are people like, well, that doesn't happen, or where you say, you know, I'll say some, I'll say something like, well, the Second Amendment is the amendment that protects all the other amendments, and people are like, that's ludicrous. I'm like, it's not ludicrous. When did you forget how this country was started? It was started by a bunch of terrorists, right? It was a bunch of terrorists that started this country, according to Britain. Yeah, according to Britain. And they didn't do that being pacifists. They did it with anger. They did it with fucking rage against the machine. Yeah. And that the reason the Second Amendment was written, was put in place, was because it is the responsibility of the people to ensure that, that tyranny does not find its way into the, the three branches of our government. It's the people's responsibility. Therefore, an amendment was put in place to protect the right of the people to, to defend that, to uphold that. There used to be militias in every state uh, to defend against the federal government. John, do you want to speak on that a little bit, what happened there? Yeah, there were militias in every state, um, you know, well-regulated militias. Um, but the, it became uh, increasingly uh, expensive for the state to maintain these things. And then they eventually... Uh, were called home guards, and there's some states that still have home guards, um, but the uh, the federal government saw a need. They needed to increase uh, the size of the army. So what they told the states was, "Hey, look, we will fund your home guard. We will subsidize everything. We'll provide um, we'll provide the weapons. We'll provide the uniforms. We'll provide um, you know the um, the cavalry units." Um, which, you know, not horses, we're talking about uh, jeeps, you know, jeeps, trucks, uh, tanks, and, and, you know, armored vehicles. Uh, So is this around like World War II times or? Um, Maybe. I'm not solid on the date. Um, It was a progression um, as well, right? It didn't happen overnight. Yeah, it was a progression. Some states could fund their their home guard and uh, and they, you know, they, they declined. Um, the rest of them, it stopped being the home guard and became the national guard. Right. Right. So now, the national guard uh, are state-based um, armies, militias, basically, uh, that the federal government can use in foreign wars. Uh, they're mostly used for 
whatever the state needs. And we're talking about like, uh, uh, you know, local tragedies of it, you know, um, disaster relief or uh, security. Uh, if the yeah. president comes in, sometimes the National Guard. I mean, the National Guard in the in uh, in D.C. D.C. doesn't have a National Guard because it's not a state. But, um, you know, the National Guard was used uh, to protect D.C. I think the fences are still up. But you know what? He's our president. Anyway. Um, Allegedly. The, uh, the right of the states to uphold <laughs> their own militia was 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 usurped by the federal government. And. And it's people just refuse to think that the federal government could ever be become the enemy of the people. And oh. and I'm I just I just I will not accept the fact that you know one power trip, you know one guy who has enough sway um, could start a tyrannical rule, or one guy who has the complete. Um, loyalty of the military could rise up against the federal government. Could rise up. They only have You'd your be best like, oh, that, interest in that's mind. That's simply John. preposterous. You're, that's a conspiracy theory that could never happen. I'm like, <laughs> what did you say about Donald Trump and Trump supporters? You're telling me that if Donald Trump said, "Look, I have the support of the people. I'm taking the office of the of the White House." It is rightfully mine, and I'm not leaving. And you're telling me you wouldn't rise up against that? Of course you would. I would, and I'm a Trump supporter. Um, but that's you know that's where we are. That's yeah. where we are. I think uh, it's important, and I may sound harsh. I think it's interesting, John, that you. It is harsh, and I think. But then I hear you have the same. Rage inside, just just out put in a different way. I think the important thing is that we're not flailing around angry. January 6th was an atrocity. Yes, it was highlighted in all of the riots of the last two years, burning down millions of dollars of family businesses of the middle class was, was put under the rug. Uh, the January 6th riots were atrocity. I, I think there was a lot of propaganda and infiltration there by leftist groups, maybe even overseas groups like Russian and Chinese, uh, you know, sort of spies in the, in the FBI, possibly, allegedly. Who knows? I would. But, you know what would be fun is to do an episode where we investigate the uh, the history of the FBI and all the atrocity that they've committed against the American people. Well, we should, but. Mm. We should. But what I'm getting at is is <laughs> that uncontrolled rage will always be misspent. I think there is a misplaced uh, anger in our country right now. But I do think anger is in us for a reason. Anger has helped us survive. But when you don't have that under control, January 6th happens. And it's an atrocity and it's a shame. And I think there's a masculinity problem in this country. I think it's, it's a fact and we've covered this. I think it was episode 13, John. Um, but testosterone, masculinity itself, is being chemically attacked. And we have not even close to the levels that our own grandparents had. Never mind our great-grandparents and beyond. And it's been shown that a lack of testosterone in men will change their political opinions entirely. This, this can be shown. And testosterone is what drives you. I harp on it because there's chemical warfare in our country, in our water, in our microplastics, in our food. And 
most men, if they get it tested, it will be low if you actually know what you're looking at. And that that is what your drive comes from. It's what makes you angry when somebody fucking pisses on your face and calls it rain, okay? Which is what the government's doing. And when you don't have that get up and go, when you don't have that drive, they can knock on your door. They can take your guns away. And you're not going to do anything about it. I'm not saying break the law. I'm saying to stand for your own country's constitution. And we are hormonally being... Uh, we're being uh, castrated as a nation right now. And you're coming out with these soy, these soy boys who don't even know what they're talking about. They have no drive. Uh, they're living on potato chips and telling you that you don't know uh, what health is all about and telling you to get vaccinated uh, as they have their triple boosters on and they weigh 600 pounds and they've never seen the sun. There's something wrong there when we lose our masculinity, and I don't care about the PC culture. The PC culture is really stemmed from this hormonal influx. Men need to be men to a certain extent because at the end of the day, wars are fought by lions and by strength. And masculinity is in protection. True masculinity is in protecting. It's not in attacking. Attacking is often done by those who are weak. Those who have... Some of the people I have felt most unsafe around are these very far-left liberals who seem to be very uh, uh, very dysfunctional. You know, they don't represent the men uh, of our previous generations. So I think we really need to tackle uh, getting our masculinity back as a nation. And that can be done by both sexes, female, men. Masculinity is something that is had by all. And I just think there is an imbalance to it. And I'm curious on what you guys think about that. Hmm. Yeah, I've run my it's... mouth enough, Andrew. You go first. <laughs> well, I mean, I I think it's pretty interesting. I don't have a ton of you know information to say on that. Um, I wasn't in that episode, but I did listen back to it. It's pretty interesting stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's something that people should be interested in. Check your levels. See what things are. <laughs> things are looking like it's a freaking pain to even get a doctor's appointment these days but it is i mean perhaps a joke Mm -hmm. it is yeah i uh no i i I agree i I think that um i think there's a lack of understanding of the basic workings of the human body I, i just don't think that we 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 understand we, we have mountains of information on on how it works and why it works and what does what and, you know, and what produces the hormones and what the hormones do. Um, but I think that we've allowed pharmaceuticals to replace what we should be doing um, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've given pharmaceutical companies way too much control over our lives Mm -hmm. and and that includes both um you know the stuff you find at gnc and the stuff that you you know people get um because they're you know they're obese and and need to be on medication because of all of the uh the collateral consequences of that Mm -hmm. um People are 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 unbalanced hormonally, uh, and and that's not a bad thing 
but it, it's 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 you can correct it through diet and exercise and um, and help from your doctor. Your doctor should be assisting in the, you in these things, not not giving you pills or medications to take to to fix symptoms of a much larger problem. Well said. Yeah, a lot of those uh, medications kind of do the opposite of your end goal. You know, they do. If I'm a diabetic and I'm like, oh, I can just shoot myself up with uh, <laughs> a little bit of insulin and keep mm-hmm. eating what I want or whatever. That's not exactly going to you dig the hole solve deeper. The, the chronic process that's occurring in your body. It's right, and it takes right. time to reverse that kind of stuff. There's a difference between yeah, and masking well, and curing an issue. Yeah, yeah. And all 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 our diabetic friends out there, um, this conversation comes from an understanding that there that there are two types of diabetes, right? That the type that you you can control and and refuse not to and the type that you can't control and um and have to live under and in that case thank god for medicine that that is what medicine is for right right there something completely out of your hands and you need this to live or to have a good quality Mm -hmm. of life that you cannot do without you can have the best diet in the world everything and that is what medicine is for correct yeah that's why i feel bad seeing um i've run into people with pretty rare lung diseases some of them are pretty rare some of them aren't as rare but Hmm. some of these lung diseases that you're born with like there's a one called alpha one antitrypsin deficiency that basically um, makes your lungs uh, it almost makes them age as if you've been smoking your whole life you're like only 20 years old and you wow you've got these like hyper expanded lungs and some of them are they're usually prone to actually collapse like have a collapsed lung wow spontaneous pneumothorax things like that and yeah it's uh it's rough there's some treatments the end in the end on the on that one you're probably gonna end up needing a lung transplant same with the cystic fibrosis that it's almost like you have a bad chronic bronchitis or bronchiectasis where you've always got secretions and stuff coming up this is a long shot here but i would be really curious to see how human growth hormone could affect that yeah who knows i don't (laughs) a hyper regeneration of cells a heightening of your immunity yeah for alpha or for the uh cystic fibrosis that's like all of the cells that produce any kind of mucus in your body produce it way thicker than it should be Hmm. even down to like um semen like those guys are usually uh aren't able to have kids if you have that if you have cystic fibrosis Hmm. because like even even down to that you know so it's it's just a genetic thing but is that not i feel bad for those people um i i think it kind of turns into one Mm -hmm. but uh but no, I, I think it's just, I think it's pretty much strictly genetic, actually. Like, hmm. your cells are just programmed to produce a thicker mucus that, that should be produced in moderation just to clear viruses and things yeah. out of your lungs and whatnot. But it Yeah, I don't know if thick. human growth hormone would help there. But the one you said about the smokers, how it seems to degrade, I wonder if it could help in that instance, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that one has something to do with the 
elasticity in your lungs. There's like elastin that's a that your lungs produce to keep keep the the elastic recoiled. Like you want mm-hmm. your lungs to kind of want to spring back like a right. rubber band. Right. And uh, if you smoke for a long time, you end up breaking down that that stuff and they become saggy mm. you know <laughs> like mm. an, one of my professors used to be like an old pair of underwear you know wow. it's like saggy now and doesn't have that 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 recoil the spring back hmm. but anyways yeah and then then you have people who who just treat their bodies badly and and end up with these same symptoms under their own doing and it's I, I treat you know you treat people the same but it's I, I feel especially bad for for those who can't control it so yeah so same I'm definitely grateful for for treatment options that are available for those people same you know for the vast majority of people the beautiful thing is that they can control it and I think news networks take advantage of things by focusing they always sing, focus on a singular case like for instance, uh, young, healthy people not wanting to get the vaccine, they'll pick one person who's a genetic outlier and s- pretend that this represents all healthy young people. So they take things out of yeah. context. So I think it's good to have a balanced view, uh, such as uh, the view of both of your, uh, that both of you have stated in this episode. Like, look, the vast majority of people can control this. But for those who can't, we are glad medicine exists for you, and including myself. There's things that I can't control that I've needed medicine for. Antibiotics... Uh, things like that. And so when people, when men particularly, and women, um, they go into a doctor's office for, let's say, anxiety or depression, they don't say, how much glyphosate are you having? Because that's been shown to ruin your gut lining and the way the gut bacteria communicate with themselves, and it can destroy your mental health. They don't say that. They don't test your hormones. So men can go in. This is, I'm part of a uh, group ran by doctors uh, on Facebook. Um, very, very accomplished doctors, and their mission is to help people and put literature out. They're literature-based. Every post has to be approved by a moderator, and they welcome people to show their experiences, and it's joined by thousands and thousands and thousands of members. And the common story here is that men and women will go into the doctor's office for either anxiety or depression, and they'll put them on an SSRI, an antidepressant, antidepressant or uh, a uh, a benzodiazepine such as Xanax, when really the root cause is their hormones. A man has low testosterone, or even a woman, and that's what's causing their anxiety and is killing their heart health and their brain health. They can get early onset of Alzheimer's, their bones deteriorate, their cartilage, their tendons fall apart, uh, their body falls apart, they get reduced vision. Uh, Instead of finding out the simple fix of a hormone deficiency, they put them on a benzodiazepine or an antidepressant, which turns them into a zombie so that they still have the same issues. They just don't care about them anymore. And it's sick. And that seems to be the, the most common thing going on right now, which is scary because a lot of people are on medications now. And that's exactly what makes you not care about who's in office or what, or what laws you're voting for. It can make you not care about your family, spending time with your kids when the root cause of the problem would really be the opposite effect. It would make you want to get out there and vote. It would make you want to get out there and pick it for your rights, men's health, women's health. It would make you want to get that drive and energy to have a good relationship with your husband or wife uh, or your kids. So 
it's like you guys both stated, uh, the treatment is often making the root cause of the problem worse. And I think that can correlate to a lot of the issues in our country. And I think that's what's happening with Joe Rogan, to loop back to it all, and COVID. I think these issues are universal. Yep, it's pretty interesting stuff. I think that wraps us up for the day. I appreciate you guys joining us. Is there anything you guys want to put in here before we hop off this week's episode? I think we covered um, a pretty good amount of information. Yeah. yeah, we talked about some hot topics and and some and uh, some hard opinions. And and I would encourage uh, people that disagree with anything that we've talked about um, is to. Ask yourself why you disagree with it, and then, and then be able to defend um, what you agree or what you believe. Yeah, make a Facebook that's, that's post the, about it. Uh, I, I hate Facebook, but um, but certainly, um, <laughs> you know, generate uh, use it as an opportunity to generate some knowledge, right? Because it. You know, we may have talked about something that you disagree with, but you don't know why, which is going to require you to sit down, and do some research and then and then develop your argument or your your debate topics, um, your answers to those things as to why you disagree. I think I think too often we f- we fall into the trap of of disagreeing because um, because what somebody said, you know, came from the right or left of the politics. And that's wrong. Um, our, our politicians are, are never going to learn how to work between themselves if the general populace can't do it. So, Yeah, we're too divided, man. I wonder Super if the division divided. will ever end. Do you guys well, want to plug your social medias before we hop out of here? Um, sure. I'm trying to get back into making YouTube videos. I haven't made anything for quite a while, but... Art by Pinsetter. Awesome. <laughs> art by Pinsetter is my YouTube channel. Uh, I do have my thing is like I have content for it because I, I usually film my artwork and whatnot and then upload it. But I have things filmed. I just haven't had time to edit it all, and that stuff takes a long time. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I the take idea of people. Of the sun. Yeah, I like the idea of people being able to get to know you guys. Who 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 are saying uh, these words that I'm hearing? Who who is this guy? So, John, where can people find you? Yeah, um, I uh, work on a boat and I take pictures of the things that I see. So you can find me on Instagram at j dot photography or hashtag jmnp. Um, and really those photographs are, are more important to me than any of the opinions I shared today. Nice. Yes. Opinions can change. That's the beautiful thing about this show, watching the evolution of it all. I appreciate you guys listening in. You can find me on Instagram at everyone is canceled spelled with one L the correct way. I'm also on TikTok. Every, the number one is canceled. I love you guys. I appreciate you listening in, and I will see you next week on Everyone Is Canceled. Take care, folks.
not a doctor <laughs> it's a proctologist <laughs> if both of their hands are in your shoulders there's a problem now listen <laughs> i was thinking about saying that joke you beat me to it hey you get that out of there <laughs> what do you think am i healthy duck i don't know but i sure do feel good right now what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to teach you 